Welcome to Starting Eternity, the podcast where we examine our developing relationships with God. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodwin, and over the course of these podcasts, I will share my personal thoughts and experiences, and we will talk to others about their growing relationships with God. In this episode, we are going to be looking at why God doesn't bless us for everything we've done. Maybe he didn't ask us to do it. Let's get started. Being a parent has taught me a lot about God, or more specifically, my relationship to God. Not sure if it makes sense, but being a parent has taught me how to be a better child of God. I know that many times I have expected a blessing from God for something I have done. And more times than not, I've received silence when I was anticipating massive accolades. More to the point, I was expecting blessings, whether it be financial, health, relationship, careers, notoriety, you name it. If I could get it, I wanted it. I'd be willing to wager I've not been alone in these positions. So, how does being a parent teach you anything about God in this particular situation? Well, first off, it's not only being a parent that teaches us about our own human behavior, but a position in any type of leadership, such as a supervisor over a team of employees, a a business owner trying to run a company, um, a volunteer leader of any type of volunteer establishment. Basically, anywhere you've had to be in charge of people, you've probably encountered this situation, and it can really teach you a valuable lesson that can move you farther in your relationship with God. So as I relay my personal experiences, I'm sure that each of you have faced this in your own life. And if we can learn from it, we're both better off for it. I'm not sure I can count how many times when my boys were young that I would ask them to do something along a particular line or a series of things to do. When, of course, to my surprise, the response I received ran along the lines of something similar to this. But dad, we've already done this or we've already done that. Of course, this response was more to elicit an excuse from me for them in doing, you know, the performance of that request or that task. Or the boys would come to me telling me that they had done all these things, but yet skirting any mention of the task that I had really asked them to do and that I was most interested in them doing. This response, of course, was some sort of flattery aimed at dazzling me into some sort of praise that I might forget what was important, you know, at my highest point of praise and admiration for all their actions. And let's not forget the mentioning everything they had done, all their deeds, when they wanted some new toy or they wanted to go to some particular place. You get the gist of what I'm talking about. Of course, I want to stop here to mention that I I do have the highest pride for my boys. I say all this to provide some sort of backstop of what became my teachable moment when God revealed me or myself to me. My boys were and are wonderful and This wasn't their standard operating procedure. It's human nature that is in all of us that 
we end up bringing before the creator of the universe as some sort of acceptable behavior. As I began to recognize this behavior in my boys, my eyes became open to the fact that I myself was doing the same thing to God. How many times when I knew for a fact that God wanted me to do a particular thing did I throw up to God just how many things I'd already done. I was tired. I'd already done my share. You know, God, ask someone else. Of course, this response, plus many more like them, were designed to get me a pass or an excuse from God as if he had forgotten how much I'd already done or just how busy I really was and how simply tired from everything I really am. For some reason, God didn't know. But God, you know, just like me in my position with my boys, he knew and he knows all things. He knows just how busy I was. He knows just how busy you are. He knows how tired I was or how tired I am. And he knows how tired you are. Remember, he won't put upon us any more than we are able to bear. I've been training for about a year now. My wife and I have a personal trainer that helps us. And man, is he really pushing me when it comes to squats and deadlifts and bench pressing. After about a year of training, it's just now starting to dawn upon me that if he asks me to lift a certain amount of weights, then he knows that I can lift it. It's really down to me, but it's really down to my mental capacity to comprehend the fact that I can lift it. If you can get your mind around the fact that you can lift it, your body is stronger than what you think it is. Once the battle is won in my mind, my body can do it. And I have lifted at age 47 weights that I couldn't lift at age 20. It is simply amazing. But just imagine what we could do for God if we could just get our minds to comprehend that whatever God asks us to do, we can do. And then we just get on with it. Imagine that. What victories could we be a part of? What views of divinity could we behold if we would just do what he asked us to do? You know, he's just wanting us to come alongside of him. It's really him that's going to get the victory. But man, what sights, just like the children of Israel that marched around the city of Jericho, God brought the victory. But what an experience to have been a part of. What beautiful thing to have beholden was that victory that the saints of God had at that time. If God asks you to do it, just do it. You know you can, and stop throwing up all the other activities you've done as some sort of pass. Imagine if Samson had told God of all of his other activities instead of pushing on the two pillars. I wonder if we'd be reading his heroism today, or would history have been silent on him? Or we could do like Jonah. We could tell God of everything we've done and yet somehow avoiding doing the very thing he specifically asked of us. Just like my boys telling me of all they had done yet moving quickly away from the very thing I had asked them to do in hopes that I would forget it. Did God forget what he had asked Jonah to do? No. Would it not have been better for Jonah just to go straightway to Nineveh and get it over with? 
I think the belly of the well is a great kid story, but I believe Jonah didn't think the stomach experience was that awesome, really. But what beautiful thing could Jonah have experienced if he'd have just did it and not try to get away from doing what God had asked him to do? But to get to the pinnacle of the point of this podcast, we get to the bargaining portion. This is where my boys would come to me with things that they had done in hopes of getting something in return. These were things that I hadn't necessarily asked them to do. And in some rare instances, they did things that they probably shouldn't have done, things that were more in the realm of what I should be doing. And yet they had hoped and even expected a return, some sort of blessing, usually in their case, money or a toy, or like I said, going to some going to some store, going somewhere that they had wanted to go. How many times have I shown to God things that I had or was doing that he did not ask me to do and to go a step further, do some things that was exercising myself in matters too high for me, as David said, and then expecting God to pour out blessings as he was beaming with pride. It just isn't going to happen. And to go even further, how many times had I in some moment of crisis, such as a financial crisis or a health crisis, brought up everything that I had done to somehow barter with God, and in all reality was really demanding of God payment for what I had done. Of course, after my anger would subside, I could hear the small voice saying, but I didn't ask you to do any of that. It kind of reminds me of the story of Cain and Abel. Cain brought all of his works to the Lord, offered the first fruits of all of his field work, his fruits and his vegetables. But the Lord told Cain, Cain, in this particular instance, I want a lamb. There was a place for his best crops, but this wasn't the place, nor was it the time. We can't have the blessings on our terms, in our way. I think it's interesting when you read the story of Peter coming into Dorcas when she had passed away and he laid out all of her garments, all of the things she had done as a memorial to God. That was quite different than Dorcas laying out everything she had done. This was a woman that was dead. It wasn't her own mouth that was praising her. It was someone else. We should never lay out everything we've done. As the scripture said, we are just unprofitable servants. We have to stop sacrificing what we decide is important or what we decide God wants and then stop expecting some sort of blessing from God. Imagine, if you will, an employee hired to stock shelves. This employee decides one day to stay late and get overtime, changing the tires on all the delivery vehicles. Coming in the next day and realizing what had happened, the supervisor would walk up to them and say, I can't pay you overtime for a job you weren't hired for and for a job that I never asked you to do. I have expected God to pay me for so many things he never asked me to do. My appeal to you today is to do what God asked of you to do and stop doing things he never asked you to do. You will find greater peace and less frustration when you stop expecting blessings for those things that aren't in your job description.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed and were blessed. If you would like further information, please visit my website at startingeternity.com. Please subscribe for notifications of new podcasts. We will be releasing podcasts every Wednesday. And remember, this journey is eternal.